Attention, Ditto Heads. Attention, Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now, here's Bo Snurdly. And yes, here we are for the afternoon rush hour. Bo Snurdly's rush hour. You're invited. All you have to do is pick up the telephone, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. And we have a lot of news to get through, including some holdover stories. And we're not going to hold this over a long time because I'm kind of done with the story, but it would be unfair to acknowledge it since it got such a big response from people. And that would be, yes, Yes, the story of the fictosexual. What are you looking at me like that? You didn't hear about the story of the fictosexual? You didn't hear about this. Or, or are you one? Is that what you're saying? Come on, you better talk before you lose your reputation here. No, I heard it earlier this morning. I'm just, I'm not one of those. Oh, okay, you're not one. No, never. Okay, okay. This is, there's the guy, let me just give you the, long, the short version of this. There's a guy who's madly in love with a woman She's 16 years old. She has blue tur- turquoise blue hair. She's an anime character. And he spent almost $20,000 to marry her. And he married her. And she's in a holograph form. She's not in a real form. She's in a holograph form. And he spent almost $20,000 $20, U.S. to marry her. And now the software that allowed him to communicate with his bride is gone. So he's sad. And he keeps a he keeps a doll version of her around. He keeps her a little, I guess, miniature version trapped in a bottle. And this is a fictosexual relationship. She's an anime character. So we played at the end of this segment, we played the Shy Lights. Have you seen her? But then we had things coming in. Our, even Princess Di responded. Princess Di said, you know, a much better song would, for that would have been Bonnie Raitt. And I was like, hmm, that is true. I can't make you love. Yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't make you love me. And then we had some other people say, why didn't you play End of the Road from Boys to Men? So when we bump today, we're going to give, we're going to give, you know, our, our fictosexuals some, some love. Well, so to speak. I'm not, no, I'm not giving him anything. Okay, and by the way, if we have PYT in there from Mike from MJ, that's also one suggested uh, for for Mister Ficto. So that's about the time that I'm going to spend revisiting that story. And and we may put together a whole playlist and just on Saturday, just do a playlist for Fic- our Ficto playlist. There's an article in Nash in the uh, uh, Cook Report this afternoon, Cook Political Report, from Amy Walter. For months now, discussions about 2024 have mostly focused on whether Donald Trump will run. Uh, this framing works out well for Trump and the political media, blah, 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 blah. But the more exciting, this is from Amy Walter, the more exciting and consequential question is whether or not President Joe Biden will be on the ballot in 2024. Democrat voters are at best lukewarm at the prospect of a, of a uh, Biden re-election campaign, that sentiment. 
has been picked up in both quantitative and qualitative sur- uh, 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 surveys. She goes on to, to give us some history. Okay, after she goes through the polling data, she says, few of us actively involved in politics, either on the campaign side or the reporting side, have witnessed an incumbent president decline to run for re-election. It was more than 50 years ago. I remember this. When, ooh, that was more than 50 years ago? When President Lyndon Baines Johnson announced on March 31st, 1968, that he would not seek, would not accept the nomination of the Democrats for his second term. By that point, he had already been challenged in the primaries by Eugene McCarthy. And um, the field expanded to, of course, Robert Kennedy. Tragic Robert Kennedy uh, was was assassinated in June of that year. Like the other two presidents who chose not to seek re-election in the last hundred years, Calvin Coolidge and Harry Truman, Johnson was a former vice president who had come to office because of a sitting president's death. The last president not to seek re-election and who didn't ascend to the office via the sitting president's death was James Buchanan in 1860. In other words, ladies and gentlemen, this is what, uh, this is what uh, uh, Amy Walter wants us to know. In other words, it's been more than 160 years since a president who first ascended to the office in an election, not because of a death, decided not to run for another term. In other words, it's been 160 years since a duly elected president chose not to go for the second term. And Ms. Walters goes on to say it's been more than 30 years since we've seen a sitting president face serious primary challenge. You remember Pat Buchanan was the last one when he challenged um, Bush 41. And that was amazing because the White House was, I remember that, like uh, the White House had gotten word that Rush was going to endorse Buchanan. And within minutes of their believing that, I mean, while the show was on the air, the, the calls from the from the uh, White House, 41, were just flooding in. That was a heck of a campaign. George Will has – do you guys know who George Will is? I don't blame you. Okay, they don't. They're millennial. They don't. They haven't had to put up with George Will like we have, some of the older people. George Will is one of the older, elder conservative – Pundits. He used to make a regular appearance on this week. That's when Sam uh, Sam Donaldson and Cokie Roberts were there, and back when uh, 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 Brinkley was still alive. David Brinkley. David Brinkley, of course, from the old old school Huntley Brinkley News on NBC. But anyway, uh, George Will, kind of a snob. Here, a longtime right-leaning pundit, George Will, argues in his most recent Washington Post column that the United States Constitution should be amended to prevent senators from running for president. He, he's really going after Senator Hawley. He doesn't like Josh Hawley, and that's what all this is about. And so he really 
is taking a stab. One of the things that Holly did, of course, that I guess irks Mr. Conservative over here, George Will, is that he's one of the ones that actually dared to question Judge Ketanji Brown Jackson and, and not mince word in the questioning. Of course, this will never happen. And it, it would mean that, that people like Senator John Kennedy would never be allowed to be president ever again. Remember, Kennedy was a senator. Richard Nixon was a senator. Barack Hussein Obama was a senator, at, at least 480 days before he ran for office. I mean, he barely got his feet dry in the Senate, and he was off running for president. Uh, speaking of Obama, ugh, uh, the ESPN, of course, that would be Disney, the Rat Kingdom. They have their tentacles and everything, got their little paws in everything. The Rat Kingdom's ESPN, the Rodent Kingdom, they, 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 they've gone after this a, a woman of color. Well, at least half of color. I'm not trying to be funny because she, you know, she, this is one of the reasons that she's been gotten after is because of color. I'll get to that. Her name is Sage Steele. She's now suing ESPN for violating her free speech. She says that she was benched after publicly criticizing ESPN and the Walt Disney vaccine mandate. And she criticized Barack Obama's decision to call himself a black guy. That's what really got her in trouble, I think. Uh, She said that she had recently gotten the COVID jab after Disney issued a sick mandate requiring all employees to be vaccinated. She said that made her feel defeated. She complied in order to keep her job. She says she respects everyone's decision, but to mandate it is sick. It's really scary in some ways, but I have a job. I have a job I love and, frankly, a job that I need. And then, I mean, she may have been forgiven for that. The Rat Kingdom may have just said, okay, let her go. But they were not forgiving when the next thing happened, apparently. She also talked about her decision to identify as a biracial person. And she seemed, seemed to criticize Barack Obama. Hmm. She said, this is a quote from her. I'm like, well, congratulations to the president. That's his thing. I think it's fascinating considering his black dad was nowhere to be found, but his white mom and grandma raised him. But hey, you do you, I'm going to do me. That's what she said, and she called himself black, even though his black dad skipped town, left old white grandma, white mama, to raise him up, and then he kind of ditched them and said, oh, I'm black. Okay, you do you, I do me. Look, I, I think this whole thing is foolish anyway. I've always, I, When I had callers, and please, if you ever get a caller, uh, pay attention to this because this is important. If you ever get a caller that says he wants to talk about that kind of crap, like someone's decision to call themselves black or white. I don't want to talk to those people ever in life. I refuse to deal with that kind of ignorance, okay? However, she says that after that, 
ESPN kind of put her on, they, they, they took her off jobs like the New York City Marathon and the network's annual diversity summit. Ooh, wouldn't that be a thrill to cover? Can you imagine that? Ooh, guess what I'm doing? I'm covering the Rodent Kingdom's diversity summit. Yeah. Well, she sent a letter to the Human Resources Department complaining about how she was being uh, treated. Then they offered her an opportunity to co-host the Masters. I think that's pretty good. But whatever, she smacked them with a lawsuit saying, you know, you're discriminatory. So we'll see how that goes with Sage Steele and the violation of her human rights. Right. 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 WABC Talk Radio 77, James Golden, a.k.a. Snurdly. We've got, you know, we're going to cover the big news of the day. I want to make sure that I'm on track with the big news of the day. So we'll ask WABC's very own reporter, Jacqueline Carl, to join us for a minute and go over with us the big story of the day. And then I've got another story that I want to bring to your attention, and that is about jobs in New York City. And, and and this goes far beyond New York City. The ramifications go around the country. So don't you dare turn away. James Golden, it is Bo Snurley's afternoon rush hour. Bo Snurley's rush hour right here on WABC Talk Radio 77. Coming right back. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurley on 77 WABC. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush, rush, rush. Turn down the bed. Bonnie Raitt brings us back, ladies and gentlemen. Nice. Yep. Well, we're playing this for a very uh, a special guy out there. Oh. Lay down with me. Thank you. His name is uh, Akiniko Kondo. Okay, rolls right off the tongue. Yeah. He's in love with Hatsui Miku. Well, that's a match made in heaven. She's 16 years old. What? He's 30. Okay. Well. She's got turquoise hair. Okay. Because I can't make you love me if you don't. He married her. Okay. Well. In, in what state? This was in, in Japan. Okay. Well, in a way, he married her. He didn't marry her. He married her hologram. Her hologram. Holy cow. I didn't know we could do that now. Well, you can. I will never. Uh, he did. I'd marry Chris Hemsworth's hologram like that. <laughs> he spent almost 20 grand on the wedding. Really? Yeah, his family didn't show up. Poor guy. Oh. Uh, it's poor. It's all that you want to see a picture shrink? of him? This is him. Oh, he's he's a young guy. He's thirty years old. I mean, he looks like and like he's not. Like he's not nuts. Yeah, I, was, I didn't want. To... Yeah. Did and her family show up? This Did is... she show up? Oh my god. She's an anime. Oh my. She's cute. She looks younger than sixteen. I checked that ID. <laughs> Anyway, this is, we've entered a new realm. With we Jacqueline. sure have. This is called fictosexual. Okay. You can marry a ficto person and have a, I suppose. A less irritating life. 
The honeymoon, I understand, was all in his hand. Wait, we want to back that up. I don't know. I wasn't there. And I'm just... Don't, don't, don't they look like a happy couple? They look ecstatic. Yeah. I like but it. But there's a problem. There's only one? Okay. One problem. <laughs> there was technology that allowed him to talk to her. And the company that did the technology where he could talk to his bride and interact with her, she would talk back, went belly up. So After he, the wedding? Yeah, recently. So he can no longer talk to his bride. And that's why we're playing this. Because oh. it's unrequited love now. He's in love with the hologram, and the hologram can't love him back. That is... Turn up the music. I can't. I can't. No, you won't. Oh, my gosh. Because I can't make you love No, you can't. Where did you find this story? Uh, we search all, we search all sources. I'm telling you, you must be heartbroken. <laughs> My goodness. I am. I'm just devastated by it. I, I understand. I understand unrequited love. Oh yes. And I just, I, it, it, it breaks my heart in more ways than you would ever know. It's heartbreaking. What will he do now? I don't know. Poor guy. <sighs> Visit. Never mind. Um. <clears throat> We do have news today from the COVID front, don't we? We do. We have quite a bit of news. Okay, so, you know, Moderna and Pfizer are always in a race to the finish to get their shots out. So now Moderna has already submitted data to the Food and Drug Administration. They did it today asking U.S. regulators to greenlight the vaccine, the vaccine for the under fives. Kids under five, still the only group in the U.S. not eligible for the vaccine. So Moderna is hoping the FDA will rule in time for children under five to start getting vaccinated by the summer. Pfizer is also studying its vaccine for the under fives. Okay, so this looks like it's going to be a thing. By the way, I I did a show congratulating Moderna uh, a few months ago. This was two or three months ago. Do you know that Moderna's uh, two of their uh, head executives have now moved from the not billionaire to the billionaire class? Really? Yes. The vac- the, the the COVID has been very very good. Good, good for, for yeah for executives from Moderna. I know. I should start looking on there instead of Tinder for dates. just check out the big pharmaceutical company people oh okay do we have more covid news yes i do uh so i don't know if you remember but yesterday dr fauci was on pbs and he said this cut eight please right now we are not in the pandemic phase in this country pandemic means a widespread throughout the world infection yeah yeah, so everybody was very excited about that. He did point out that there is still the pandemic going around in other parts of the world, but he had to walk that back today, telling the Washington Post Wednesday, the world is still in a pandemic. There's no doubt about that. Don't anybody get any misinterpretation of that. That's a little tough to do when you when everybody's just like cheering that the U.S. is out of the pandemic, we're in the endemic stage. And now it's, nope, we're back. I think the White House kind of had him pedal that back a bit. but it's, Which goes along with our big story yesterday about the pressure, the political pressure yes. that the FDA and uh, the CDC have been, according to a, a government issued a report, right. that political pressure has been applied to the agencies. 
Yes, that's why I knew you might like this story. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. You know what I also like? What do you like? I like your your mug in the WABC store. It is really Thank it's you. so clever. Thank you. Can you tell people what's on it? Thank you. I came up with this part, but I have to give a lot of credit to our social media department, Stephanie, Gina, Joe, and Jason. They helped me come up with the design on this. But I, it's me running with a microphone for breaking news. It has my name on it. And then on the other side, I had them put, break the news, not the mug. <laughs> Very clever. And you can get it at the WABC store. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just go to wabcradio.com and go to our store and buy millions and millions of these mugs. Uh-huh. Okay, okay. <laughs> <should> break one. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank, thank you so you. much. Always a pleasure to have you, Jacqueline, with the big news of the day. And the only problem is now I'm torn. I don't know whether we are at the end of the pandemic or we're not. That's- thank you, Dr. Fauci. <laughs> thank him. Yeah, Dr. Fauci strikes again. Yes, it's not the first time he's had to walk a comment back, but, you know, we'll see. I'm... Well, also, I want to know, and by the way, uh, telephone, uh, uh, 800-848-WABC, if you care to answer this question, are you going to give your five-year-old the vax? Are you going to say, oh, goody, the Moderna vax is out, or ooh, goody, the Pfizer vax is out? Oh, I think I'm going to gather my little ones, take them in there, and make them get jabbed. Just to clarify, six months to age five, because five and under haven't been able to get it. So they'll be doing the, this vaccine. If it comes out, if it's if the FDA passes it, it will be for children six months old to five. Exactly. So are you going to take your little six month old in there? Can't right. even speak English yet. And now are you going to or whatever language they right. speak at home in your house? In my house, it would be English. Are you going to take them in there? Say Hello, this one can't speak a word, but I want to get it jabbed. Cheerio. Jab it. Cheerio. And I've got another one that's one years old. He's a toddler. He's not even toilet trained yet. But I want to get him jabbed too. And maybe that'll help with the toilet training. One never knows. Will you take your kids to get them jabbed? That's a good question. Your youngins. Yeah. I'd like to know the answer to that. 800-848-WABC. 800-848-9222. Thank you, Jacqueline. Thanks for having me. Rush. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly. Bo Snerdly on 77 WABC. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snerdly. Rush. Rush. Now here's Bo Snerdly. With your beautiful turquoise blue hair. With that cartoon kiss. I just love feeling your hologram, baby. You and me. And all of a sudden. You're not speaking to me. Oh no, she's she's gone. She's out of my life, my wife, my anime wife. Who knew? 
that this fictional love would be so terrible. The cartoon caption told me so, that you loved me, and now... I showed out 20 grand to marry your hologram. And now I can't even speak with you, baby. Let alone, you know, when we did the... I mean... I was expecting kids. Twins, maybe. Yeah, I mean, hologram twins. We have entered into a brave new world, my friends, ladies and gentlemen, where you can have ficto sex with a ficto woman that you marry in all ficto relationships. And you know what? Here's what the guy's not saying. He's not even asking whether his anime ficto wife has been faithful to him. Maybe she's out with somebody else. You ever think about that? Maybe this whole thing about, oh, I can't communicate with you because the software company got in the way. Maybe that's all a bunch of, maybe she's double dealing with somebody from the software company. You ever think about that? It's a good point. Yeah, I know. Speaking of um, love, have any have any of you been following this Amber... What is her last name, please? Amber Heard? Thank you. I keep calling her... I keep leaving out one of the letters in her name. And I don't know what's a mental thing. I've just been, for years, I've been calling this woman Amber Head, and I don't know why. But anyway, uh, and, and I don't mean it, dis- I'm just, so that's why I have to ask to make sure. Apparently, two million people, two million people, two million people have signed a petition calling for her to lose her role as Princess Mira in Aquaman 2. First of all, I didn't even know she was in Aquaman 1. And I saw Aquaman, as much of it as I could stay awake for. Yes, as much as I could stay awake for. It was a crappy movie. It was crappy. It was dumb. It was stupid. I mean, these Marvel movies are getting worse and worse. It's like, oh, let's appeal to, let's try to appeal, shall we, to the 12 year old intellect. Oh, no, no, that's much too difficult. Let's make a story for four year olds. Anyway, um, you know, the Rodent Kingdom had, I, I didn't know this either, had dropped Johnny Depp. And now there's a story in, where is it, the Daily Mail UK about how two million people have signed a petition to get this woman off the next Aquaman film. If you really want to punish her, leave her in it, for goodness sakes. And then, did you hear about the... Have you seen Ted Lasso? If anybody... if you Now, this is a, um, 
another Rodent Kingdom thing, I think. Or it's on Apple TV, at least, anyway. Anyway, uh, here's an exclusive story in the Daily Mail today. Ted Lasso star Jackson Sudeikis had no idea his ex-fiancee, Olivia Wilde, would be served with custody papers while she was on stage. And he's appalled by the humiliating incident. He's appalled that his process service, well, he hired one lawyer's firm, they hired another. She was on stage giving a presentation up some of the process server walks, hands her an envelope while she's on doing a presentation. She's opening it, and you can see the look. She's like, what the hell is this? And it's, it's, it's you know, legal papers. You've been served, baby. Humiliated. And so they were all knocking the guy, Ted Lasso, and then he says, no, I didn't know anything about this. This, this shouldn't have happened. We're going to get to your phone calls. I know you're there. Experts say that celebrities are leading the trend towards strained divorces. Do you believe that? It's not you and your wife that are divorcing that are not on bad terms with each other. Experts are leading the way for this to happen. It's the experts to blame. And they point to this case of Olivia Wilde getting legal documents from her ex and the father of her children while on stage at 22 Cinema Con. And then they talk about Kanye West. And how he's been lashing out at his wife, Kim, Kim, Kim Kardashian, big butt, on social media for her parenting skills and, and her choice to date um, whoever this guy is that she's dating, Peter, whoever his name is. So you see, it's experts that are responsible for everything. Um, why didn't they put Will Smith in there? I don't know. Okay, one more story, then we're going to head to phones. I got to do this because I want to ask you guys a question, everybody. Of course, now I've misplaced the story. This is a story about New Yorkers, but it has ramifications for businesses all over the country. I remember the gist of it, so even if I can't find it, I can do it from memory because I do my homework, you see. Okay, and I can't find it, so I'll have to find it. Here's the deal. Apparently in New York, our brilliant legislators here in New York City have come up with yet another hurdle for businesses. Now, if you want to offer somebody a job in New York, according to the new law, and it hasn't gone into effect yet, according to the new law, in the advertisement, you have to tell them how much you're going to be paying them within the range. Minimum you can make this, maximum you can make that. And it's got to be part of the discussion in your ad campaign. Well, this is another hurdle for businesses. And why is it that Democrats who don't run businesses, who rarely have ever run a successful business, they spend their lives in government, they spend their lives in these nonprofit organizations where you don't have to worry about making a profit or not. Why are they the ones always telling people who actually do the work, who actually know how to run a business, what they have to do? Here's the story. The story is in ABC News of all places. In New York City, as for jobs, we'll have to say what they pay. New York City has passed one of the the nation's most far-reaching requirements for employers to tell their job seekers what they can make. Okay, four months ago, they passed this thing, 
And now they're saying, well, wait a minute, we, we, we may not, we might have to push back the implementation date because they're getting so much flack from business owners. They want to move it back now five months. The debate marks a prominent test for the burgeoning slate of U.S. pay transparency laws. That's what they're being called. And the answer seems simple. To Brooklyn restaurant server, it's like, is she, what, a computer server? No, she's a waitress. Uh, Brooklyn restaurant server Elizabeth Stone. And here's what Ms. Stone says. I believe I deserve to know how much I can make as a waitress. I deserve it. I deserve it. She's entitled, you see, to know in advance how much she might be able to make. Well, really? There are some quote-unquote waitresses who make a lot more money than other waitresses because they're really good at it. And customers tip them because they like the service. And then if you work now, in many places, they don't like that because the waitresses and waiters that don't make enough feel slighted. So now they have to split their tips with everybody else. Not if you're, if you're better at it that you get tipped more. Now you got to put it in the communal communist jar and split it with the lousy ones because everybody has to be equal. I deserve to know how much I can make. I deserve it. You already put in a really challenging position of not wanting to upset your employer and not want to scare away an opportunity, but also wanting to fight for what you know is what you deserve. How do you figure you deserve it before you even get the job? That's what I don't understand. Seven states, California, Connecticut, two cities beyond New York, Cincinnati, Toledo, and Ohio and a few others, started demanding employees disclose salary information. Colorado Colorado broke new ground with a 2019 law requiring a pay range in all, every single job posting, which is absurd. Again, these, these liberals, they're so good at telling businesses what they have to do, and most of these liberals wouldn't know how to run a business. They've never made payroll. They don't know what it's like to do a startup because they've never done it. All they do is sit on their behinds and think that they're the experts at everything. And they're not. They're probably some of the least informed people on the place of on, on, on this entire planet. James Golden. It is Boats and Early's Rush Hour here on WABC. Coming back, your calls are coming up. Don't go away. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-418. 5,000, or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno, he's your numero uno. James Golden, known popular. 
popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush, Rush. Or hey, Staten Island, as we head back to the telephones, man-eater, huh? But hey, welcome. How are you this afternoon? Doing good, Bo. Good to be with you. Love your show. Brand new listener, but I love your show. Thank you. So what's on your mind? I have two little girls, right? I have a one-year-old, three-year-old, loves them my life. I'll do anything for these girls. Uh, but when it comes to the vaccine, uh, I think I'm, I'm going to handle it on a personal level, uh, and basically I approach it based on a risk assessment, right? So as a parent, we're supposed to make choices and, and find out what we believe is best for our kids, and I believe that the best thing is not to give them the shot. Oh. Um, my daughter, my oldest daughter actually had COVID at some point, uh, tested positive, and the worst she got was a fever. I think uh, she got a common cold where she got a worse fever than with COVID. So uh, personally, I won't give them the shot. Well, that's good, and I think, you know what, I, I'm glad to hear that people are making up their own minds and, and judging it on the health conditions of them, their children, which are what, exactly what responsible parents are supposed to do. Now, if parents want to go ahead and give their kids the jab, well, you know, you're the parent. <laughs> that's true, yeah. Man. Uh, and it's, it's up to an individual, I think, uh, and anybody that pushes either one way or the other, I think that's... That's extending the reach of what you, you should be exactly doing. Right. I mean, yeah. You should have the freedom to choose, and that's what this is all about, freedom. Well, hey, thank you for the call. Let us go to Long Island and Linda. Linda, welcome, WABC. You're on Boston Early's Rush Hour. How are you, Linda? Hi. You know I call you AKA. Thank you. Um, you know, while I, while I was holding on, the music was so great, and your story was so great, I fell in love with my phone. <laughs> I don't think, I'm, but I don't think, yeah, but I don't, wait, wait, I don't think I'm going to marry it. You don't? Oh, oh I no. I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Now, I, you forced me to listen. I couldn't believe it. It's bad enough. I have to make sure I listen to you at four. But now you, on 12 today, you were excellent about Hillary Clinton. That was so un, really great. We got Biden because of her, because of all her criminal activities that she got away with. And then I was holding on, you said um, a, a person of color. Now, that's Hillary Clinton. She's a person of color. She is green with envy. <laughs> right? I love it. You are right? so clever. Yes, indeed. This you... must be my good day, right? Oh, you have every day is your good <laughs> you're day. You're clever. And your phone. Good. And let me tell you something. Your phone is having the best day of its life, too. You know? I'm <laughs> kidding. You're, you're... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Linda, thank you. You are great. I love you. I love you back. Thank you, Linda. Diane, Stratford, Connecticut. Welcome, WABC Talk Radio 77. How are you? Oh, I'm fine. How are you? I'm doing well. Sir James. Absolutely. I love love your show. Um, I hope you are taking those singing lessons. And I am calling because of this whole... I I said that to the gentleman because I wasn't sure how to put it, black on black crime. But see, now I have mixed race nieces and nephews, and I love them all, big or small. That I have a girlfriend at work who was.
was complaining to me about how horrible the police are and they shouldn't pick on these young black men. And I looked at her and I said, what are you talking about? Now, meanwhile, I knew that her boyfriend was in the hospital. He'd been shot up by black men. Um, Her son-in-law had been killed by black men. Her cousin was in prison for killing a black man. And, oh, by the way, she's black. Mm-hmm. And, and and the thing is, I don't understand how people can misinterpret this. How can they think that that police are, are after a certain race? I've... Okay, did you hear the story I did yesterday about the report that came out in Minneapolis? If not, um, I'll have to revisit it. Okay, so so two years after the George Floyd killing, a report came out, and what the report found was that, uh, in large part, Minneapolis police have been racially biased They in the, in the way that they stop people. They looked at how they handled black people and white people in the same exact legal situations, et cetera, et cetera. And what they found was that the police often use violence a lot more often with black people, blah, 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 and went on and on and on. So yesterday I did this. I said, okay, what we have to understand as a a society is that we have a culture problem. We have two culture problems. First of all, I support law enforcement in this country, and I believe that 95 to 99 percent of the people who wear the uniforms in this country do it for the right reasons to protect, to serve people, and these are courageous people, and we should give them the respect that they deserve. That does not, however, negate the fact that we have some rogues, some of them in police uniforms, and some of them acting out their own personal biases or their own personal issues. So part of this report said a lot of them are not, don't have the training, proper training, et cetera, et cetera. So I said two things. Number one, You have heard me, uh, if you've been listening for a long time, say that there is a cultural problem within the black community. And there is one when it comes to crime. There is this whole love of the street life that that gets glorified and amplified. And that includes um, illegal drugs. It includes a whole lot of misogynistic behavior and everything else. And so all this is glorified. So in essence, you have people raising little thugs that will one day become big thugs. And most black people don't want to talk about it. I don't blame them. It's embarrassing. It's it's embarrassing that the number one killer, as you just pointed out, and correctly so, the biggest danger to black men between the ages of 18 and 35 in America is other black men who are likely to kill them. Okay? But this is all part of that whole street life thing. And so that culture has to be addressed. But there's another culture that has to be addressed, and that is within these police departments, okay? You cannot have systemic behaviors that, that, are, that are racist and just allow them to continue. And I, I made a point yesterday of talking about, you know, this interesting dichotomy. When police officers come inside black neighborhoods, there's a crime. Nobody wants to snitch because, you know, if you, if you snitch, you end up in a ditch. With stitches, okay? So, right. But what about the other part of that? What about the fact that we are told that these agents of the government, police, are supposed to be all of that. They're supposed to be pristine and pure. And yet this very government, our government discriminates on the basis of race. 
What Dr. King and others wanted in the civil rights movement was a government that was neutral, that treated all of its citizens equally. That is not what this government does. On the one hand, this government preaches that the police officers, and only the police officers, are supposed to be race neutral. They're supposed to treat everybody the same. But the rest that you get from this government is, oh, let's treat everybody different. Because black people deserve this, people of color deserve that, this gender deserves this, that gender deserves that. And they don't, we don't treat people equally. And the message has to come from government that all of our citizens are equal and they will get treated equally. And it has to be one message, not a divided message. Also, you want to blame black people for not snitching? What is the blue wall of silence? We're not going to snitch on our fellow cops for bad behavior. So, you know, if you point your finger in the direction of this community, look in the mirror. And point your finger at yourself because we are all humans, we are all flawed, and we all need to correct our own behavior when we can. I'll give you the last word. Well, Sir James, I love you and I love your program. And I I thank you for your input and for your knowledge. And I just feel bad for my friend because she's, I think it's called drifting. I don't know what else to call it. Okay, but here's what you can do. Give her love. Give her love. Sooner or later, she'll come. Yeah, so she'll come, and she's your friend. So she'll come around, and you stay friends. That's all. Absolutely. All right, Diane. Love you, darling. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Okay, TJ Manhattan. How are you? Hi, James. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? What's up? Uh, I have a question for you because you seem to be an expert in marrying an anime. How do you consummate the marriage? Do you give yourself a handy? I mean, how do you... Uh, how do you consummate the marriage with the, with the anime? And yeah. you had to just ask that question. Yeah. Well, what did you say about the hand? Do you give yourself what? Never mind. I don't, I don't want to know. Um, um, yes. Well, Mrs. Pominer, five daughters. That's the extent that I will just... Uh, let's go to Jim in Long Island, WABC Talk Radio 77, <laughs> and uh, Bo Sternley's Rush Hour. What's up, Jim? Hello, Bo. This isn't what I called about, but I w- if you'll allow me, I'd like to impart to you some knowledge on fictosexuality. Fict- okay. Go right ahead. Well, people don't realize, I know everything's lollipops and rainbows now for this guy, but did you ever try to divorce a hologram? No. Is it expensive? It's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. Wow. You can't get through a deposition. <laughs> it's well known that they're very promiscuous with <laughs> other emojis and NFTs. <laughs> oh, oh, marriage well, made in, in not heaven, yes. Yeah, you know, the idea of having a monogamous relationship with a hologram is almost impossible. You know, I understand many of them are swingers in that regard. So, you know, I, I want the best for this guy, but he should really do some research. I... Not, to, not to mention family court for custody. It's a nightmare. <laughs> well, I'm glad you called in because, you know, you're right. I, I'm just not an expert at this. And I'm not going to ask you how you gained your expertise because I know it's just been through well-disciplined reading. Exactly. exactly. I'm a person just like you, Bo. Exactly, now, yes. Go ahead. While I don't identify as fistosexual, I do identify as tax-exempt. Oh. That's how I really sincerely see myself. Yeah, but you know what? There have been others like you 
sad to say, <laughs> that saw themselves as tactics exempt too. I can give you a name, and you might recognize this name. Remember our friend Wesley Snipes at the height of his yes. acting career? Wesley thought he was yes. ta- he identified as tax exempt too. And you know what happened? He went to jail. Yes, but he that was, did. That was before we became an enlightened people where men with penises between their legs could be women. So I don't know how my being tax exempt. By the way, I also identify as regulation averse. Oh, so regulation don't apply to me either. They're gonna have a good time with you in jail, baby. They're gonna, you know what? You you're gonna have a boyfriend and a girlfriend, and it's gonna be the same person. Okay. You know I'm only kidding. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> anyone with a straight face and an IQ above eight say what I'm saying, and I say it tongue-in-cheek, is any less silly than someone with, you know, with a penis between their legs saying they could be, get pregnant. Well, that happened. I'm not to... trying to be unkind. I'm not. Okay. But, you know, it, it, it's, it's just a question of common sense. If, if people can feel uh, it away, regardless of why they feel that way, that is completely contrary to biology. How? Why should that be taken any more seriously than someone saying just unilaterally determine, determining their tax exempt? I don't know. Look, I, thank you for the call. Got to run. Time is absolutely fleeing. Appreciate your call. Download, my friends, the 77 WABC app and live stream your favorite 77 WABC shows, including Boston Early's Rush Hour. You can downstream, hey, your phone, your tablet, anywhere. Any time of day or night with your anime friends or alone. Get 77 WABC original podcast, breaking news updates, and stay informed all when you download the WABC app, 77 WABC app. Now, my friends, we are going to come back tomorrow at noon in the noon hour. Oh, we're leaving with sad music for our ficto lovers and conversationalists out there. WABC Talk Radio 77. Back tomorrow for tomorrow's Boston Early Rush Hour. Listen, we are New York, greatest city in the world, America, the greatest nation in humanity. May God love, bless, and protect each and every one of you and your families and protect those in Ukraine. See you tomorrow. Bye.